You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills-related podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings family of podcasts. My familiar voice, I am John Boccasino, and Jamie D'Amico is my longtime companion and co-host, joining us here for a special episode of Believe. Jamie, it's finally here, draft week. After all of the suspense, after reading all the articles and all the mock draft exercises, it's finally draft week. How are you feeling, buddy, as we get ready to run through our second annual live Believe Mock Draft? Man, this is the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? I mean, I have, since I was a little kid, lived for the NFL draft. I spent hours upon hours back when it was on ESPN starting at noon on Saturday when they when the draft took place at the Madison Square Garden conference room or whatever it was it had that strange grid lighting and all of the teams were sitting there with their helmet phones there was really <laughs> nothing going on other than a couple of highlights after every pick and Mel Kiper Jr bloviating now they have made this such a made-for-TV event that I absolutely just get thrilled when it's coming up. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of the country when it's actually happening. So <laughs> I'm going to have to set the old TiVo or whatever the hell we're using these days to record television. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun exercise. It's really It's one of those things, though, Jamie, where I feel like there can it can never get here fast enough. I mean, there's so much debate and really it's all much ado about nothing because I don't know I'm of the school of thought that how much your value as a pick uh, plays out I think it should be based on what you did on the field and yet we've had people that have been rising and falling on draft boards solely based on combine times and performances for me color me in the school of thought that you've got to consider what someone does at the underwear olympics but I'm much more concerned with how they played in actual competition more so than what they did uh, at the scouting combine. I, I I'm in a hundred percent agreement with that. Um, sometimes you fall in love with a player because of what they do at the combine. And that really needs to be kind of matched up with what they did on the field. Uh, but sometimes you take that athleticism and can project things from that. And you see it all the time. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's really interesting. As a general manager, I'm trying to combine the two, and we know coaches have egos, and they believe they can get the best out of anyone and everyone. 
And sometimes that's an exciting project to have on your hands. So, yeah, we, we'll see. What do the, what do you think the Buffalo Bills do? Are, are are they the team that looks at just the on the field production, or it seems to me that they pay a lot of attention to that raw athletic score? Yeah, I think the Bills have definitely. You can glean a lot from who they've had top thirty visits with, and the combine. The other part that's so valuable to me. I'm actually more concerned with how a player handles the interview process and getting to see their medicals up close and personal from the team. That's the most valuable part of the combine. And we know that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott value highly the exercise in Indy every spring of watching the combine going through the numbers. And for, for the bills, Jamie, here's the thing that's so funny about this whole and and what we're going to do on believe for our listeners today, we are again going to do a four round live mock draft with trades with the ability to do trades, which I think is a really fun uh, part of this. There's so many platforms you can go through to do your mock drafts. But when it comes to the draft, Jamie, it's such a freaking crapshoot. I mean, especially this year, this year, I feel like more than any, there is a potential for absolute chaos to play out. There's, I think I've read somewhere that conservatively, of the players who are given a first round grade, there's only 20 or 21 of the players mm-hmm. that have received a first round grade, which means if you've got a first round pick, there's a 33% chance or so that you're taking a guy that doesn't get a first round grade. And to me, that is all the more reason to consider trading back uh, in the draft. Definitely do not trade up unless you are a thousand percent sure that that guy is going to make an immediate impact on your team, because I think this is the year, Jamie, you want to have more picks in like, say the 35 to 100 round uh, of selections. Then you're going to want to get top picks. Yes. Unfortunately, every team is looking at it the same way. So who's going to be willing to trade up with you? If you want to get out of that number 27 pick, what are you going to do? If everybody sees it the same way, would they want to give up any additional draft capital hopefully somebody falls in love with a guy and that's you know they they, they just got to have him and they're willing to give up too much for it although that- brandon bean does not hesitate to move up to get the players he wants so what is he willing to give up to get into that top 20 that could be interesting and if you're wondering uh for the record i believe brandon bean has made something like 31 Uh, trades involving draft picks uh, since coming over as Buffalo's general manager. I mean, he has really shown a willingness to wheel and deal his way um, around the draft board. So, and Jamie, when he's focused on, on making the drafts since he's been here, seven of the last eight first round picks have been on the defensive side of the ball. The Mm -hmm. one exception being of course, Josh Allen, the savior, the hero of the Buffalo Bills quarterbacking position. So this is interesting, Jamie, for our draft exercise. Tell our listeners what site you are going to be using, and then I'll tell them what site I am using. All right. I did mine on uh, Pro Football Network, and that's the one I've been using mostly because I can get through more rounds in it. I was using Pro Football Focus a little bit, Uh, but they kind of put a lot of the features behind a paywall. So I stuck with this. And the interesting thing is, I think you used Pro Football Focus, didn't you? I did sign up for a free seven-day trial to do our 
mock draft exercise. I will be canceling that as soon as we are done with our seven-day window. And fortunately, these two simulators that we're using seem to be amongst the, the better out there. The The issue that you have is a lot of the a lot of the player scoring was done some time ago. And we've seen a lot of movement, uh, up, both up and down of players and where they're valued by teams. And we're learning more about what teams think as the insiders kind of get some more information. That's not necessarily reflected in these draft simulations as much as, well, let's just say this. There is more fluctuation in opinion than they are able to keep up with. Look, how about that? That's a fair assessment. That's a fair, fair way to look at this. So, Jamie, without further ado, let's start the old simulator. Take us through, and I'm using Pro Football Focus. Jamie's using Pro Football Network. Give us what you're seeing on your draft board. Okay, so we are at the number 27 pick, and I desperately want to get out of there. I want to move down to the mid-30s, and there's some good trades available to me. Some a couple that I'd really like to take. I see it the way I see it is I'm willing to give up my first round pick and a late round pick in order to get two selections from another team that are in the top 100. I love doing that. If I can make a couple trades and have all of my selections between the second and fourth round, I'm doing it every day of the week. Except. There's a player on the board that intrigues me. Listen to these combine numbers. He ran the 40-yard dash in 4.39 seconds. His 10-yard split was amazing. His vertical leap was 41 and a half inches. His broad jump was 128 inches. That's in the 96th percentile. This is Georgia linebacker slash edge player Nolan Smith. And I just could not pass up on the athleticism. He's undersized for an edge, 6'2", 238, but my God, he's so fast. And the way I'm seeing it is he would probably be better fit for a 3'4 outside linebacker. However, when you can take a guy who can move like that, who is surprisingly strong, for his frame and probably has room to put on another five or 10 pounds. I feel like this is going to be an amazing, an, an amazing compliment to what the bills normally get in their defensive ends. The bills typically have bigger, stronger defensive ends that sort of keep people in the pocket, except now they have Von Miller who's coming in at about two forty. This, to me, seems like a Von Miller understudy, and you can have a designated pass rusher out on the field uh, for the times that you are missing Von Miller, which you're going to be missing for half the season. He is a, a former five-star prospect that has the speed of a corner, yet the strength of a player 20 pounds heavier. I mean, his potential is off the charts. The downside here is he had nine sacks, Probably should have had more. His productivity didn't exactly match up with his physical traits. But I cannot pass on an athlete like this who can who you can put on the field and say, go get the ball, and he can actually do it. I'm pretty happy with my selection. I'm not thrilled <laughs> because 
again, I wanted to trade back, but it just seemed like the value wasn't as high in trading back as it is with getting this guy. Fair enough. I can I can see the value there for sure. And that's really what this exercise is all about, seeing what's happening on the board. And it, it gives you an appreciation for what Brandon Bean and them go through when it comes to just the nerve-wracking nature of, uh, of drafting here. Man, I'm gl- honestly, I'm glad I'm not in their position this year. Drafting in the late 20s in this draft class, there's really not going to be any right answer, it seems. <laughs> Well, Jamie, I'm going to dive in here and hit start on mine with Pro Football Focus. And I can tell you it's flying through. The usual suspects have gone through. Uh, We had Darnell Wright go at 19 to the Bucks, Nolan Smith, 22 to the Ravens, Brian Brees, 23 to the Vikings, Osiris Torrance is at 24. My boy Jordan Addison got snatched up one pick before the Bills at 26. So I'm left in the same boat that you are where I really desperately want to get out of 27 now that I see that my boy Jordan Addison has been gone. And I hate to do this because I don't like trading with the devil, but I've got a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs worked out that I think Bills fans would jump at. So here's what I'm getting offered. For pick 27, I get pick 31. So I'm moving back four spots to the end of the first round. I get pick 95 in the third Mm. round. I get pick 122 in the fourth round, and I get pick 134 in the fourth round. That's a lot. That's a pretty good haul, right? Now, I have to sweeten the deal a little bit for the Chiefs. So I'm giving up pick 27. I'm giving up pick 205 in the sixth round, and I'm giving up a seventh rounder in 2024. I'm doing that trade, I think, all day long because the seventh and sixth rounders, there's no guarantee. But if I get a chance to get four of the top 134 picks in the draft, I'm doing that. The trade has been executed. And at pick 31, the guys who went before me, Michael Meyer from Notre Dame went to Cincinnati and Bijan Robinson went to the Eagles. I wasn't going to take him even if it was there at 31. So with pick 31, welcome to Buffalo, Maisie Smith, the defensive tackle Ooh. out of Michigan. He is my first round pick at number 31 and Jamie we covered Maisie pretty extensively uh during our crush podcast last week here on believe but just to recap man if I get a chance to grab this freak of nature athlete at the end of the first round it's maybe a little bit above his draft grade being at 31 versus 39 but his power his leverage his ability to really dominate and shed tackles and dominate the offensive lineman in front of him. I'm taking Maisie Smith all day long, buddy. He is my first round pick. I, I love it. The guy has so much potential. He's huge. He's fast. He never stops. He's relentless in his pursuit. I, I absolutely love him. And if you had selected him at 27, I would not have argued with that in the slightest. So it's a really good value, it feels like. And we add a couple of important pieces in rounds three and round four. All right, Jamie, fire away. What's going on with your draft? All right. So with my draft, we went with the uh, defensive end or the edge, Nolan Smith at number 27. And it started moving quick after that point. And some players that I really had targeted along the way for this second pick that we got to, 
I was hoping Maisie Smith would fall. He didn't. Uh, Jack Campbell, the linebacker. Linebacker we know is a very important position to the Buffalo Bills right now, but not just any linebacker position, the Mike linebacker. And unfortunately, there are just not very many players in this draft that are natural middle linebackers. They're all the outside guys. And the <laughs> the skill sets are so different between like a Matt Milano and a Tremaine Edmonds or between a lot of the dudes that are in the draft. There's a lot of good linebackers that weigh 225 pounds. That's not going to cut it in the Bills system. So I really wanted Jack Campbell out of Iowa. It didn't happen. He got selected. So then I'm looking at offensive tackles. Well, Jalen Duncan, nope, he got selected. So what do we have? We don't need another defensive end, but Drew Sanders is on the board still, a linebacker that has both played the edge and in the middle. He is 6'4", 235. His raw athletic score is 8.96. His closest NFL comparison player is... Tremaine Edmonds. It's a need. It's a in, an incredibly athletic player. And there are other dudes on the board who I like right now, though. You've got Keon White, the edge from Georgia Tech. You're not going to take two edges. You've got uh, you've got Cody Mock, an offensive tackle who I love. Keanu Benton is there. I love Blake Freeland. He's on the board. I have got to take Drew Sanders. He fills a need. He's a great athlete. He's going to be a good player in the NFL. Done. Drew Sanders, linebacker. Wow. So he fell to 59 in your mock. That's impressive. Unbelievable, right? Talk about being at the right place at the right time. Uh, Jamie strikes and adds his linebacker. I'm very impressed. I was hoping as well that Tui, or that our guy uh, would be there, that Jack Campbell would possibly be available for a trade or that we'd be able to find a way to bring in another talented linebacker. Drew Sanders is a great pick, but Jamie, I'm actually going to go contrary to the linebacker position, even though, because I know the bills need a linebacker. And in my mock draft, Drew Sanders went 41st to the Tennessee Titans. Um, Then my boy, Matthew Bergeron went to the jets at 43. Mm -hmm. Um, Trenton Simpson, who I liked went to the commanders at 47. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going up and down the roster here and all the good linebackers, Again, the freaking Cowboys, two times in a row, they take a guy that I would have loved to grab at 59. I was thinking about Washington State linebacker Dion Henley uh, at pick 59, but he was taking one selection before me. There's no great trade options available at this point right now, so I'm going to do something I didn't think I would do. I'm taking an edge rusher at pick 59, knowing that Von Miller is going to be banged up and out for quite a bit this year, coming back from the ACL tear and knowing that Buffalo could use more help getting after the quarterback. I am taking defensive tackle slash edge rusher Tui Tuipoloto out of Mm -hmm. USC with pick 59. And Jamie, I like what this kid brings to the table. He's big. He's strong. He wins a lot of his battles. I think he's got a great pass rushing potential. He's got some question marks, Uh, As far as, you know, he's not the greatest tackler and he's not the most 
of a waste bender, if you will, that buzzword that draft pundits love to throw around. But I'm getting somebody who's got a wide array of pass rushing moves. He's a smooth pass rusher for the size that he is. He's 6'3", 266. He's nimble. He's agile. He's climbing up the draft boards. So I'm going to welcome on this talented edge rusher to Buffalo at pick 59. I, I think that's a great selection. He's coming in, I believe he tips the scales at about 275. Is that right? Yeah, this one's got him at 266, but he could have put on a little bit of weight here, there, or, the, or everywhere uh, else. Okay, 266 is kind of the archetype of what the Bills are after in their defensive end. So if he's playing at around 260, that's a perfect fit for the Buffalo Bills. And I think he's got a, a ton of potential there. So well, Thank you. I'm happy to get him in there with the second round pick. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So here we are at number 91. And I mean, they're coming off, they're coming off the they're coming off the list quickly. The the guys that I'm interested in, uh, Cody Mock has been taken, Jordan Battle, the safety from Alabama, Keanu Benton selected by the dreaded Cowboys who are ruining everything. They're Um, ruining this board. (laughs) I I was really excited about the offensive tackle from Georgia, Warren McClendon. I think he could be a great right tackle. But you know what? That leaves some good players still on the board. There is... Brandon Joseph, the safety from Notre Dame. You can definitely make an argument that the Bills could use a safety in this draft because they have players coming off of or coming out of their contract after the season. Sam Laporta is a very good tight end, and you can make an argument that he can improve the passing game and the offensive line. There is a really good internal offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin. And I feel like this is a guy who can probably play guard and then be the heir apparent to Morris, Mitch Morris, uh, when he gets near retirement age. And I'm really close to selecting him. But there's a player on the board still that surprises the hell out of me. And I don't think that there's any way this happens in real life. But I have got to take the offensive tackle out of Syracuse, Matthew Bergeron. Can you believe he's still there? Whoa. Yes. So he comes in at 6'5", 318, a raw athletic score on him 
of 8.73. We know the Buffalo Bills love their athletic offensive linemen. And along with his strength, Pro Football uh, Network says he also brings the grip strength to gather and neutralize power rushers. I will read the rest of their scouting report to you. And with his core strength, he assumes control and anchor struggles and redirects defenders out of the play. The Syracuse OT can latch and maintain anchors on the move. Using his anchor and leg drive, he plows defenders off the line and paves open running lanes. He can also flip his hips to adjust angles. There's a lot of things I've read about him that say that he may be a an even better guard, but this guy just reeks of somebody who can play both right tackle and both guard positions. I am taking Matthew Bergeron because the guy can motor. He fits in with the Bills blocking scheme. I am beyond ecstatic that I was able to land this guy who very well could go at the end of the first round. Oh yeah. I mean, Matthew Bergeron has been at worst. I've seen, you know, in the mid forties, uh, for his uh, his draft getting taken in these mock drafts out there. That's a phenomenal addition. Again, a great area of need for the Buffalo Bills. And Jamie, would you believe it that as we get to my pick 91, as we're going through here on the mock draft, uh, I am looking at some of the similar names you were talking about being off the board, players I was interested in. Um, and this is my first of two third round picks, thanks to that trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. When it comes to me, a lot of the guys I was thinking about earlier are are gone, you know, by this point, uh, including Matthew Bergeron is long gone. Uh, Blake Freeland from BYU is long gone. But there's a guy out there with pick 91 who is actually a classmate of Matthew Bergeron's at Syracuse. And if you listen to our Crushes podcast, I am thrilled to welcome on Garrett Williams from the orange at pick 91 to solidify and shore up the safety. I think he is a phenomenal fit. If you heard the pod last week, I love his zone abilities. I think he's disruptive. I think he's great at high pointing the ball and breaking up passes. He's aggressive. He's physical. He's got that alpha mentality that you want from a young cornerback. And keep in mind, this draft pick of Garrett Williams means that the bills can push further on down Mm -hmm. the depth chart guys like Dane Jackson, who are what they are. They're not going to be a game changer on the defense. I think Garrett Williams can be disruptive. He can be that uh, that fantastic, fast, speedy, good change of direction skills. I'm taking Garrett Williams, pick 91. Okay, I, I really like that one. Uh, that's The fact that he dropped all the way there is just fantastic. And I love that you have added additional picks here. Uh, this is just, I mean, you're you're doing a great job there. And a lot of people, though, they're going to argue with you here. They're going to say, why in the world would you draft a corner when the Bills have a glut of cornerbacks? Please explain how that's going to work with the roster. Yeah, so the way I think it's going to work out with the Buffalo Bills roster is you're going to have some players who are no longer going to be on the team uh, once once everything is said and done. The Bills have not, I mean, yes, Kyer Elam was great last year as a first round pick and Christian Benford, I think is going to slide over to safety, which is another reason why my boy Garrett Williams will step in and produce the bills cornerback depth chart. I don't want Dane Jackson starting. So if you got Trey white and Kyrie Elam, you groom Garrett Williams, give him some good snaps ahead of time. You know, Taron Johnson's going to still hold down the nickel role. 
I think there is no reason you can't move Christian Benford to the other safety spot as a backup, uh, potentially a great replacement for when Poyer and Hyde, when their contracts are up. I see no problems drafting a corner at pick 91. In fact, I think getting younger and more versatile at the position is the way to go, especially knowing how well he plays in zone schemes that the Bills prefer to run. Okay. That, that is... I, I I think that is a, a tremendous uh, breakdown of why you would do that because I know somebody's going to argue with you about that. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm prepared for defenses. You can get involved. Uh, tweet at us at John Boccasino is me and Jamie's at the Jamie D'Amico as we run through our second annual Bill Eve mock draft. All right, Jamie, we both picked Syracuse orange players coincidentally at pick 91. Um, I'm actually going to throw it because I've got another third rounder to use here. And in fact, I think I've got a fourth rounder as well before the Bills get to their fourth round pick at 130. So I'm going to put two picks at you. These are all courtesy of that trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. As the Bills run through the draft board here, I'm looking at some positions of need. And uh, one of the guys, my wide receiver target, Marvin Mims, uh, goes to the Cincinnati Bengals, three picks before me. My other defensive player that I like, uh, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State, uh, goes one pick before my 95th pick. So I'm going to address, finally, the interior of the offensive line. I am taking North Carolina State guard Chandler Zavala. And Hmm. folks might not be as aware of Chandler Zavala, but being a Syracuse guy who has seen the Wolfpack play up close in person, I think he is somebody who really is going to be a valued addition to the offensive line here. Um, Given what he brings to the table, given his versatility, you know, the bills could really use someone like a Chandler Zavala. He's got great ability. I think he's really a solid addition to the offensive line coming in where he comes in. He's a really good pass blocker. His run blocking got better year to year. He's a big player 6'5", 325, and he really had a physically imposing season last year. Only four pressures allowed on more than 420 pass-blocking snaps, and again, a very good run blocker as well. So he is the first of my bonus picks from the Chiefs. That is a good one. He is steadily rising up the board right now, and I'm hearing that he could go as high as the second round. If he's still on the board in the third round, yeah, you run your ass up to the podium and give them <laughs> his name. He is a, he's a good player. Uh, is he the guy who got injured in uh, uh, running his 40-yard dash at the Combine? Oh, boy. Uh, that's a good question. You know, my, my draft experts did not tell me if he happened to get injured at the Combine, um, which would be a little frustrating news for us. I'm not seeing any injury news as I Google uh, after this. So it looks like he's going to be going to be good to go. And he's, again, I like what he brings. The bills need to address the interior. Um, You know, he, he, he's really good at being a patient blocker. He's got the strength to push the opponents backwards. He can take on double teams with ease. He's good at handling blitzing linebackers. So for me, I feel like he's worth it. Oh, you know what? It was Andrew Voorhees. Uh, another ah, okay. interior offensive lineman who tore his ACL running his 40-yard dash. That oh boy, poor I'm bastard. I'm glad he wasn't my selection out there. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to, to, to put no. the, the fear in you there. Uh, no, all good. 
And you you now have another fourth round pick to go before the Bills' uh, normal hundred. 130th pick is the one that the Bills had coming into the draft. You have another one, right? I do. Thanks again to that trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. And Brilliant I know trade. the Bills fans who were hoping that um, the Bills would address the offense a little bit more. They're probably not happy with the draft I've put out so far um, because most of my guys have been on the defensive side. In fact, they've all, other than the guard, been on the defensive side of things. I'm going to continue to go with another defensive player that I am bringing on here at pick 122. I am going to go with another member of the secondary. It's Anthony Johnson Jr. out of Iowa State. And I'm telling you, I like what this kid brings to the table. I really think Anthony Johnson is somebody who is, first of all, he's a veteran. He had four years starting a cornerback before switching to safety. So he's got the versatility back there. He can play well in both zone and man-to-man coverage schemes. He's good in the slot. He's good deep. He's good in the box. He's a really good tackler. Um, People don't break tackles on him. He's a physical freak of nature out there. He's a good blitzer as well off the edge. I am taking Anthony Johnson Jr. out of Iowa State at pick 122. Excellent choice, my friend. Excellent choice. And I, I just, I love that trade that you made. You went back four spots, picked up two premium selections. That's how, that's how you do it, man. It's how it gets you, done. You got to stockpile those big players, those big picks that'll help you out when it comes to the depth. Now we're at 130, which is Buffalo's original pick. And Jamie, give me who you got on your mock draft. Okay. So there were players that I was targeting coming into this. I really want a wide receiver at this point. But the guy who I was looking at, well, two of the guys I was looking at, Jaden Reed and uh, Jonathan Mingo, both selected. Tyler Scott, another one out of Cincinnati. I thought he would be a good selection. He's gone. So, okay, where else am I looking? Do I want to build depth on the defense? Kind of, yes. And the offensive line is never a bad thing. I was looking at a center named Ricky Stromberg, who's a good player. I like the fat guys. So Zach Pickett's <laughs> defensive tackle. Uh, Jamie Robinson off the board. So, God, what am I going to do here? These are players that I all wanted. Oh, well, look at that. An exciting player, Sean Tucker, running back from Syracuse, is on the board. I like Sean, T- Sean Tucker a lot. And there's... There's a linebacker who is incredibly athletic out of Utah named Muhammad Diabate. He is, unfortunately, while he's incredibly athletic, he's only 225 pounds, and I need my linebackers to weigh more than that. I know that was about what Matt Milano was tipping the scales at, but the Bills were rebuilding then and could afford to wait for him to gain weight. They can't do that right now. So where does that take me? Well, there's a couple of offensive linemen who I like and not enough wide receivers that I like. You've got two guys out of West Virginia that are very tall, long striders, but they struggle to get open in the sense that one of the things that the Bills look for in their wide receivers is dudes that get separation. These aren't separators. These are physical guys who are covered, and then fight the defender for the ball. I don't think that the Bills are going to go with it. You know who I do think they're going to select, though? I believe that in this case, considering who's on the board, I am drafting the 
interior offensive lineman from UCLA, John Gaines II. He's coming in at 6'4", 303 pounds. He fits the prototype of what the Buffalo Bills are looking for. He's fast. He's athletic. His shuttle time is amazing. His 40 time is almost five flat. His vertical leap is over 30 inches. His three-cone drill was in the 97th percentile. His broad jump was in the 98th percentile. And this is a guy who plays both guard and center. He's intelligent. He can move his butt around and and seal against blockers. Uh, He has the agility to get to the second level. This is a guy who I think could conceivably... He could conceivably start in his first season based on what the Bills have on the interior of the offensive line. Plus, he gives you protection in case something happens to Mitch Morris, who we know is susceptible to concussions. I am all too thrilled to draft John Gaines out of UCLA. Nice pick. I like the rationale. I like the explanation there. And it seems like it's, you got yourself a guy you're pretty gung-ho about being able to potentially start right away as a fourth rounder. That is not a bad way to go, buddy. Well, thank you very much. And I'm glad you mentioned that. And I will cover this in the summary. But my intent going into this draft is selecting dudes who have a pathway to playing time and a lot of it. And I think we've accomplished that here. Well, Jamie, I'm going to throw you a little curveball with my uh, my 130. I've got two picks to go left. This is pick 130 coming up, and then the bonus fourth rounder again from that deal with the Chiefs. I'm going to uh, lump them together here because I want to try to wrap up our podcast here. We've given you some good insights on our mock draft. But my two last picks at pick number 130, I'm going linebacker Dorian Williams out of oh, Tulane, yeah. who I think has good potential at the mic spot to maybe be groomed. I mean, he's a poor man's, you know, Jack Campbell and a poor man's other linebackers that were uh, going off the board earlier. But I think that Dorian Williams could be a sneaky pick. He's a great tackler. Um, He's really good uh, in coverage. Um, He's really solid at guarding tight ends who drop out uh, for their receptions downfield. And I feel like he was one of those force of nature all over the field guys for a really overachieving Tulane team last year. I'm thinking you get one of the best cover linebackers out there in the fourth round. Welcome to Buffalo Dorian Williams. Well, I I love this pick. And the reason is because even if he doesn't start in his rookie season, the bills linebacker depth is abysmal. I, I absolutely hate their linebacker depth. So get more bodies in there. Even if he is not, your prototypical Mike linebacker, you know, coming in at 100, 230 pounds or coming in at two under 230. I personally like my Mike linebackers to be 235 plus. However, you know what? You take what you can get. This is not a good draft for big linebackers. So bring in the athletes. That's what they need. They need some guys to compete at the linebacker position for sure and displace some of the other guys who are out there that really are special teamers. Well, I think that Dorian Williams would be a great solution uh, on day three of this draft. And Jamie, my final pick in our four round mock, this class is so deep and talented in tight ends. I wanted to get into the fun at pick 134. We're going to bring in our second member of big blue Michigan tight end. Luke Schoonmaker is available pick 134. And I know he's kind of a prospect, 
Um, the Bills have Dawson Knox and, and Quentin Morris is the number two. But Schoonmaker is really solid. He's a very good pass catcher. He's a good run blocker. He's strong. He's agile. I think you get him developing out there as a possible Y tight end, your number two tight end. It's a good scheme for the Bills to fall into for Josh Allen downfield. So Luke Schoonmaker is my final pick here in this four-round mock. I, I love it. If it were a different type of tight end class, he would have been a second rounder, hands down. But the dude can block like a mofo. And yes, he's a bit of a project in that he wasn't asked to do a lot of receiving. But you can put this guy in line and he's going to blow up some defensive linemen and linebackers for you. That is exactly the kind of pick that improves the running game without actually getting a running back i i love it that's a great selection dude well thanks buddy with the draft class here we'll recap and we want your thoughts on how jamie and i handled our mocks but i had Maisie smith the defensive tackle from michigan in the first round with a trade with the chiefs that i'm adding in edge rusher tuli tui Poloto from usc uh cornerback garrett williams from syracuse guard chandler zavala from north carolina state Safety Anthony Johnson Jr. from Iowa State, Dorian Williams, the linebacker from Tulane, and Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end from Michigan, are my three fourth-round picks. And Jamie, give us your class one last time. Well, let, let me just say, if you if the Bills come up with your draft, I am going to be salivating. So I drafted four guys that have a direct path to starting as rookies. Even though we know the Bills don't like to do it, the talent is there. We've got edge rusher Nolan Smith, Athletic linebacker Drew Sanders, offensive tackle, perhaps moving to guard, but that's Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. And the very heady, intelligent, and athletic interior offensive lineman, John Gaines II from UCLA. I love the Bergeron pick. I love all your picks, Drew Sanders, out there. Good insights were provided. And we want to hear from our fans of Believe. Get involved on Twitter. We will post photos with our podcasts that prove that Jamie and I went through this exercise and I'll give you the grades. I have an A minus on mine for what that's worth in pro football focus. Very happy with our draft classes out there. You can get involved with Jamie on Twitter at the Jamie D'Amico. And I am at John Bacchasino. We are going to be without Jamie for a couple of weeks uh, after this as he is enjoying a much deserved vacation. Jamie, be safe, be well. And thanks as always for coming on, buddy. Thank you. I will bring you a souvenir. I look forward to that. And our fans look forward to welcoming both of us back on the podcast coming up down the road. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of the draft and go Bills. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. 
Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.